this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. All right. Hello, it's Betsy here, and we are rolling along with episode seven. Today, we're talking about sales, making sales. This is both people's like least favorite topic, but also I think one that they want the answer to and want to talk about the most in that there is a concern when you start training that you're not going to be able to get clients. You know, I'm doing everything I can. I've learned all of this stuff. I have this certification. I know how to assess movement. I know how to program. I give a killer complimentary or prospective session and then I go to the sale and I can't seal the deal. We're talking about sealing the deal today, i.e. how we're going to make that sale. And I'm going to talk about it in terms of throwing away all your old ideas and kind of like cliched sales advice and thinking about it in a new and fresh way. So what I'm going to do here is take these sort of three basic principles that you're taught early in sales education, particularly in personal training sales education, and kind of flip them on their ends, i.e. there are some good nuggets of wisdom within these old adages, but I think one, they're super tired, they feel super artificially and... um, I mean, the best word for it is salesy. They sound inauthentic and like you're trying to get money. So I think when we go into it with that sales mindset or that idea that we have to use these classic sales principles, we automatically set ourselves up for being uncomfortable and kind of taking ourselves out of the role that we came to do. I oftentimes hear that. I say, I hear new trainers say, I got in this to be a personal trainer, not to be a salesperson. I hear you. And this is where I'm going to help because we're going to take it and we're going to switch the mindset so that you're still the personal trainer. Instead, you are relentlessly in this moment when it comes time to completing the sale or beginning their training program, as I'd like to think about it, 
you're not a salesperson, you are just a passionate trainer who is going to help them get from point A to point B. And one of those steps is them purchasing the personal training package. So that's how we're gonna approach it. So the first of these three adages that you always hear is, um, they don't know what the value of this is if you don't know your own value. Also, know your own worth, that kind of comment in that when you place a card down or whatever the price list is, the common sales advice is to sort of puff up your chest and go, this is what I'm worth. Sure, this is why that doesn't necessarily work because you are puffing up your chest and creating this person that maybe was is a huge switch from who you were in that perspective session because you've already been displaying your worth in that session. You're already displaying your knowledge, your experience, your care for them. So why are you making this like huge transition to make the sale? Instead, we're going to switch that and we're going to come to this part of the sales process as what I'm calling your deep belief in your ability. So instead of having to associate what it is you do with a price point, you are instead gonna double down on your own personal belief in what it is that you can do. And this means it's not artificial in the sense that you don't believe anything that isn't necessarily true about yourself. You know who you are. You know what you can deliver to them. You know what your specialties are. If you're a beginning trainer, you may in your mind be a little concerned that you don't have the same amount of experience as someone else. But what you do know is that you deeply care about this person's well-being, about them reaching their goals, and about your unwavering commitment to that task. So let's drop the value. Let's drop the price point. Let's drop the idea that you have to associate your skills with this magical number. Instead, when you're talking about what it is that they're about to do, the investment that they're about to make, you have a deep belief in your personal ability. The next piece of advice that you usually get when it comes to that making the sale is shut up and let them talk. And the old saying of, you know, whoever talks first loses. Well, let's let's unpack that mindset right now. It's a win or lose game here. So you're playing a game with this person who's about to spend a ton of money on their own health and fitness. I don't like that mindset. I think it sets you up for feeling like if I don't get this, I've lost. No, if I don't get this, this wasn't the right fit and I didn't take the steps I needed to show them why this is important or something like that. Or they weren't a good personality fit or they weren't intending to train from the first place. I mean, there are tons of reasons why, but it's not a win-lose. It's a, what can I do better next time? So instead of that stop talking and wait for them to speak piece of advice, my mind frame on this and what I'd like you to think about instead is 
let them tell you what they want. So in essence, it is about you not over talking to them and not continuing to ramble on. You do need to pause and take a second and let them speak. But let them speak because you're looking to understand what it is that they need. So you have delivered a likely a complimentary session for them. You've maybe reiterated your own deep belief in your ability and what it is that you believe you can offer them. What kind of results are you promising in essence? And then you're gonna take a pause. And in that pause, it is very much like any other thing that I mentioned when we talk about speaking with your personal trainer, with your personal training client, is that you're going to let them tell you what they need and do more listening than talking. This feels a little bit less combative. It feels less, okay, I did, I did it, now tell me why you're not gonna buy. I really think that's sort of the wrong mind frame to come into this conversation with. So instead of that, waiting for them, shut up and let them talk, whoever speaks first loses mindset, we're going with let them tell you what they want. Let them dictate some of this conversation. Let them have some ownership in this moment. And then the last piece of sales advice that I'm going to talk about here and urge you to think about differently is the idea that you're going to plan for their objections and have the solution to it. So this is the idea that you're going into that conversation and going, okay, here are the possible objections they're going to have. They're going to say, it costs too much money. They're going to say, I don't have time. They're going to say, I don't know if I really need this, things like that. And you'll hear oftentimes in these sort of like salesy classes, at least in commercial gym settings, as sort of I've experienced it, that you're going to go in knowing these potential Um, objections, you are going to have a solution immediately for it. And whichever objection they pick is a reflection on whether or not what they thought about the session. So there's the idea that, you know, money is really the only real objection. And then if they don't think they have time, you didn't do a good job. And if they don't know if this is worth it, they didn't do a good job. And even if They say they don't have enough money, they do have enough money, and you just didn't prove to them the value of it. Ugh, I'm sorry. It is just, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me because, again, it comes from a a combative place. Like, you have invested time in learning about their exercise history, their injury history, what their goals are. You've put really thorough thought into what kind of a program you're going to create for them. You watched them as they did their exercises. 
you worked so hard and then you're going to throw it all away in the last five minutes because you're going to pretend to be someone else and do this whole sales routine and, you know, invite them to step into the ring and come at you with their best objection. I think that reads immediately. And I think that awkward transition reads immediately too. I watched trainers finish a terrific session, try to switch into this mode that they've been taught as best practices, and they suddenly aren't themselves and they're suddenly unsuccessful at bringing that client on. And that's what we're talking about. We're not just talking about a sale. We're talking about someone investing time, energy, money into their own health and fitness with you. It's a partnership. So let's go into the sales process with a partnership. So rather than going in with this combative plan for objections concept and all that you're going to have, you know, formulaic solutions, we're going to switch that and we're going to think about it instead as troubleshooting their concerns. So for example, you're going to end up doing that in training anyway. They may be concerned about the safety or the importance of a certain exercise and you are going to use your knowledge and your expertise and your relationship to show them why you've made that choice and why they should feel safe. You're going to use that when they just can't get over the hump of um, getting more sleep or increasing their protein intake. You're going to have to help troubleshoot what are the rocks standing in the way for those kinds of behaviors or challenges as well. So why not set that up now? Why not help them troubleshoot through their concerns? So for the person who is worried about price, I'm not going to make any assumption about what you can afford. What I'm going to do is tell you and reiterate that this investment you see back later. You see it in the way that you have more energy, in the way that you interact with your friends, in the increase in self-confidence. I'm not gonna push it, but I'm just gonna explain that to you. I might even explain to you ways in which financially, if that truly is a concern, how we might be able to address it. Maybe we don't need to do eight sessions. Maybe we can start by doing instead of eight sessions over four weeks, maybe we'll do eight sessions over six weeks and then um, see how it is for you. Or maybe you can commit to a smaller package right now to make sure this is the right fit. Again, I I think someone would say I'm maybe downselling, but I'm just listening to what it is that person is saying and trying to meet them where they are. We do it with our coaching in every other aspect. Why aren't we doing it in this moment when they're going to make this investment? So you're not creating, and and the important thing here is that you're not anticipating this and doing this before they've told you, because what we've just approached is letting them speak. So I'm not looking at someone and already coming with, well, as soon as they pause, I say, but we could do less sessions or, oh, you could do a shorter amount of time. It costs less money. 
that's not what I'm suggesting. Instead, I'm suggesting taking all that really great listening you did in step two, really listening to understand, and then providing a suggestion that is directly related to what they've told you. This is next level sales because if you've given them the room to be really honest with you, if they've been able to sort of talk through their thought process, you're going to know how to address it and whatever concern they do have is going to be very authentic. Similarly, with that potential time objection, when you've allowed them to speak, when you've taken a pause, let them control the conversation, dictate where it's going, they've probably given you a lot of clues as to why time may be a restrictive factor for them, something that's standing in the way. And if you've been paying attention and you've been listening, you may be able to provide a solution in that moment. Maybe you have a different time that works. Maybe in the first month, you could try a variety of different times to see if one works better and to also let them see what having a trainer really does. And if they are able to prioritize that a little more in their schedule, now that they know what it's really doing for them. Again, you aren't belittling them for a moment where they're being honest with you about what their concerns are when they make a big B-I-G investment. You are instead listening to who they are, what they need, and then providing a solution. If you do that authentically and if you are really there and present with them and create a strategy, then if they still do not purchase, you have ended the experience on a good note in that you've provided them with all your expertise, all your knowledge. You haven't tried to do any phony tricks with them here at the end. You've shown them how much you care and what it is that this service can offer. And it either didn't work out or it didn't work out right now. You'd be surprised that if you leave this situation in a place where they don't feel like you tried to shove a sale down their throat, they may be coming back when circumstances change. So I like to think about the sales process instead as a coaching opportunity. You are just getting to flex a different form of your coach skills, your listening skills, your strategizing skills, and your ability to show unwavering support. That is so cool. And it kind of takes all that like yucky sliminess out of the process. Hopefully you didn't get in this line of work because you just wanted a free gym membership or you were waiting to make millions because neither of those have great dividends. But it, for most of you, you probably got into this because you genuinely care about people and their health and their well-being and providing a stellar service for them. 
that's going to come through the sales moment if you really think about these things in the terms that I'm talking about in not these old salesy adages, but in this moment of um, th this is the first moment that you are starting your partnership. That's as simple as it is. All right, I love talking about this stuff. I love helping trainers find greater success in their job, in their career. If you know me, you know that. So reach out to me, um, Betsy at BeFosterStrong.com. That's my email. Or you can find me on Instagram at Foster underscore strength. I would love to talk more about this with you. You can visit my website and get some free coaching resources, some PDF cheat sheet downloads, and I've got lots of other things coming your way. Until next time, bye.